Hello and welcome to the last movie buffs of 2023. Oh, snap. Uh, movie buffs, of course, is a show that covers the best movies of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at it's me, Shani B. And I'm Cisco from Misfit Minded Media Reviews. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Misfit underscore minded. Uh, on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and my website at MisfitMinded.com. And for our last show, we got to go out with a bang. So we are going to talk about one of our favorite filmmakers and one of the one of his most notable films. Um, we're talking, of course, about Brian De Palma's 1983 film Scarface, uh, yeah. written by Oliver Stone. Yes. Um, <laughs> and starring Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. If you haven't seen it, that's insane. I think every single person in the world has seen this right. movie. Um, it's also on Netflix, so there's really no excuse. Um, but it is the story of a young, determined Cuban immigrant who arrives in Miami with big dreams and even bigger balls. And it's about his rise and fall as the hyperviolent leader of a drug cartel. It's God, such you go first. You go first. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like one of the biggest movies I think we've done for sure um, in terms of like reputation. Um, I've loved it forever, like since I first saw it. Um, just such a cliche as a guy, but I do kind of want to get into that, like how, you know, the legacy of the movie kind of like makes you forget about all the good stuff that's actually in here and yes. like meaningful stuff, just like in you know, like Fight Club is like another example, also another one of my favorites where it's just like, you know, a, a, a segment of the fans kind of ruin it for everybody else. And it's just <laughs> like everyone gets lumped in with like, you know, macho dudes. Um, and it's just like, no, there's actually like if you listen, like I think I told you that I listened to the Fight Club commentary and it's just basically. Yes. Uh, Brad Pitt and edward norton and david fincher just laughing at all of the masculinity in it you know so it's just like so i imagine you know de palma and and al pacino and everybody else are kind of in on this story too because like like you said it it reads on paper like a very simple um you know tragedy you know that you you witness like the rise and fall of this immigrant who comes to this country this mm -hmm. Cuban immigrant and you know becomes what he thinks is like the pinnacle of success, like what he imagines and then quickly realizes it, you know, as one of my favorite scenes is the dinner scene um, when Tony is drunk with Elvira. <laughs> That's the last Yeah. Um, and basically she just sums it up the best, uh, just like we're a bunch of losers. Yep. Uh, you know, and mm -hmm. it's it's true. It's like just because you have a nice car and clothes and more money than everybody else. What are you doing? Doesn't mean to, you're happy to contribute to society or to yourself. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, the more successful he is, the the more unhappy he becomes. And it is yeah. a really interesting way to tell it because it like reminds me of how in the Wolf of Wall Street, people were like, hey, it's I was thinking of that, too. I was thinking this, of that, too. Yeah, this yeah. movie's such a good reminder of. The whole point is to glorify it because that's the trap these people fall into as well. And you're right. That scene is so good when I feel like she recognizes I've just been like walking through doing nothing for a while. I got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's interesting. Like we can kind of talk about her because I saw you put her in the 
the questions and plot holes. So I think it's interesting. I think just like everybody in this movie, Michelle Pfeiffer brings a lot to like this role that could have been like absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like on the page, um, because there's a lot of complexity there where, you know, it's very easy for us to like sit there and be like, she doesn't have any agency. She's just like going from like one kingpin to the next or whatever, like Mm -hmm. whoever's in power. But I think that's like short selling it a lot. Like, you know, I I think like when Tony is still like trying to talk to her at first and she's just like, who the fuck are you? You know, I don't fuck around with the help. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yep. And just like all his advances, she's just like rebuffing it. And like, I do think they're you know, is you kind of see some attraction there where it's not just like Tony being like, hey, bitch, get over here. Like, you know, she's like, no, I don't want to. like she she doesn't. And then slowly she's kind of like like Tony convinces her and kind of makes her see like Frank is like he's out. He's the old, you know, I'm the new guy. Yep. This is the this is the old guy. And like you're going to want to if you want to maintain this lifestyle, you're going to have to be with whoever's on top at the moment. So, like, I think she's smart. I think yeah. she's like a lot smarter than like what a lot of people give her credit for in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just the way that De Palma, De Palma loves his ladies. And I just love the way that he shoots her in this thing. Like the first yeah. shot where she comes down the elevator and you don't see her face. Like it's just the silhouette of her body in that gorgeous green um, dress. You know, green dress. So beautiful. And, and you see Tony and it cuts to Tony and his mouth is just like on the floor basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yes. it's like, I mean... Can you blame him? I mean, well, it's Michelle Pfeiffer, so it's yeah. true, and it's such a powerful <laughs> moment because when he says later, "I've been in love with you since I've ever, you know, since the first the time, time, I, saw time you, I saw you," the yeah. filmmaking is so tight that I can remember the image too. That's how clean it was, and so it's all I, Tony's POV. Yeah. Yes, yes, I I think that's what's kind of amazing about this story too is that even Tony's POV is a valuable one because I feel like understanding that these men don't. You know, they they too learn this lesson. They often, you know, they learn mostly with their life at the end. But he does see that his life has fallen apart right before it's over, which is really nice. You know, he accepts that his life has fallen apart and he's like, I'm going to go out because I don't want to, you know, if I can't have what I want and now I have no one, I'm out of here. But they're. Yeah, like (laughs) that's interesting, too, because like I think they do a good job of you know, they, they mentioned like just how much drugs and like alcohol that they're consuming at that point. Like er- it's just over consumption and like, yes. like excess. Everything is excess. Like there's too like much so money, many piles. Too much- yeah. Yes. And and so you kind of get the feeling that like he's he's very short tempered at the beginning of the movie, but like by the end it's almost like that's like making it worse. You know it's what I mean? Much for so- him now. And like that, uh, another moment I really like that's like emotional is like when he is at the compound, like his compound after he kills Manny, and he sort of like realizes like, like what Manny, did I do, yeah, like what I do, like you know, it's like again, like sometimes he just turns red, and I again, that's like another De Palma does a nice job of like they do that extreme close up, like yeah. slow mo and the music, the like music, <laughs> or it's like. <laughs> and you're just like oh shit tony's about to like either kill somebody or beat somebody up <laughs> mm-hmm. he's gonna snap he's gonna yeah. snap yes uh so that's yeah just like a- another layer to it where it's like 
you know, again, this gets simplified to like, oh, gangster movie, guns out, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, there's a lot more to it, you know, than, uh, you know, and, and Scorsese, like you brought up with Wall Street, like that's another, I feel like in the last couple of years in particular, if you watch his movies, I feel like he's like very consciously trying to make an effort to go against those criticisms. Cause mm-hmm. like, if you watch Killers of the Flower Moon and that's your takeaway, like you did not watch the movie at all. <laughs> like, or or exactly. the Irishman, like basically the Irishman and De Niro like gets away, you know, with the life. But then what is he left with? He's this old fuck in a wheelchair in this yes. retirement home by himself. <laughs> and it's just like, God, this is so sad. <laughs> like, it's true. It's like that's like... what Tony would have been like. I feel like if he had survived that long. Like that would have been Tony, basically. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the tragedy of this, too, is that these people want they come from something so extreme in terms of like what they don't have that they can't help but live to an extreme that is untangible, uh, you know, uh, unsustainable. And there is something about how like Tony's always just trying to feel like he's finally made good in some way and he just can never figure out what it is. Uh, he, he's, his charisma is so interesting too. And Pacino sort of building this character, being an Italian guy, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I guess if that's the, if we're, that's the question in plot hole, like this is a perfect movie for me. That's probably the one icky, like. I'm kind of okay with it. it. Um, I know it's, He's so good. It's like he got I, away with it. <laughs> it's I like also, he gets away with it. I had to find like a Scarface making of um on Daily Motion. There's like something that must have been produced in probably like 2002. It looks really old, but it's yeah. about uh, how Pacino wanted certain folks on the set who spoke Spanish to speak exclusively Spanish to him. Yeah, he I would always Manny, like stop Manny is and actually Cuban. I think yes, right? Manny's legit. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, anytime you guys think I sound like a total hack or whatever, just stop me and tell me how to pronounce it correctly. So it's sort of like that is Hollywood at its best being like, you cannot play this character, but you could tell me how to. And I will listen. <laughs> it's really funny, too, because like I, when I was a kid, I was on a this is so random, but it's like I promise it. it's kind of connect. Um, me and my cousin were on the soccer team and we had our coach was Mexican. And like legit was is a spitting image of Al Pacino in this movie, yeah. and ta- and talked exactly like him in this movie. Like, epic. <laughs> epic. I mean, like, so many people talk exactly uh, like him because of this. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard. Like he did a good job, like um, with with what he's given, and like, yeah, it's just like every scene has like, it's so hard to talk about because there's like every scene has a great moment or an iconic line reading or it's just like just packed to the gills and yeah nothing wasted again right oliver stone did all this research he really wanted to tell this story and give this reimagined story like new grounded legs because this is was a this is like technically a remake of like a legit gangster film from the 30s or something yeah that's I've like, a, you know, different. Okay, I was going to say it's not it is obviously not the same story, but but it's so amazing how he could take something like that and then reinvent it. And I just Oliver Stone's so surprising to me because I feel like he can be really hit or miss. But I just am so shocked and really impressed every time I remember that he wrote Scarface. It just seems like one of those movies that's like so, so much more grounded than what he would write elsewhere. Yeah, it's like, um, 
the I like the like obviously not as much as this remake, but I do like the original too. I remember like um it's very much like more, you know, prohibition is the Yeah. you know, the crime in it yep. and like, you know, guys in pinstripe suits and shit like that. Uh <laughs> going to do one of those movies after this, so no worry. <laughs> right. But it is good. It is good and um you know, I think they do a good job. Oliver Stone does a good job of like adapting just that basic like guy that goes too far you know yeah he wants so much has no idea what to do but to just get what he's such a steamroller in the craziest way like re-watching this i was just like i can't believe the balls on this guy i really can't believe the balls on this guy sometimes and pacino somehow wears those things like all you got in this world your balls (laughs) and your word you know (laughs) exactly and he doesn't break them for nobody oh man Uh, he, I think that's a Howard Hawks movie too, because I think uh, at the end where it says like dedicated to Howard Hawks. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's why um, I caught that this time. But um, so cool. What I want to say, oh, I, I, for the De Palma piece of it, I did want to talk about this too because I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, just uh, you know, me and you and me both, we love De Palma, and there's kind of, but uh, there there is kind of this thing where. You know, there's kind of a split. You're either like a fan more of the movies that he writes and is like more in charge of, and then the movies that he comes in to direct. Mm. And I will say, I think the ones that he writes are like interesting, like to talk about, and they're like usually always like directed really well. But I really prefer the ones where he comes in and someone else writes it. I think I do. Because, I mean, all my like if I'm naming off my favorites like Carrie Stephen King obviously wrote that original one yeah Scarface Oliver Stone um the Untouchables I think David Mamet wrote that baller and and Mission Impossible I want to say someone else wrote that too so it's like all of those like are like the to me like his bangers but like and again there's there's some other ones too but that he he did but I just feel like sometimes he gets lost in like trying to be too hitchcock in like mm. you know yeah, he sometimes. gets lost in his like own head i feel like yes um which i'm or i, I the... guess i am really about <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> i like it. like i said i still like it it's just like an interesting like when you compare the two they're yes. two they're two different tones but like you know as i'm like filling in all my blind spots of the palma it's like once you've seen one of his that he's in charge of you know it you have unlocked the key to all of the other ones because like they're all gonna have uh killers dressed up as women and murder and (laughs) some insane plot twist that like doesn't really make any sense but like correct (laughs) (laughs) yes you know know when you're watching like one of his compared to this but i mean i again i still like both of them i just thought i'd you know, I want to point that out because it, it is a really, and um, I just watched Raising Cain again, which is one that De Palma, uh, have you ever seen that one? I'm not sure. I, I think I'm getting it confused with a different movie. When you said it, I saw something that I don't think is the De Palma one. It's truly batshit De Palma. Amazing. Um, John Lithgow plays a guy, a murderer. Okay, with so split I have pers- seen it then. Split personalities, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have fucking seen yeah. it. I did and, watch it uh, on HBO Max, and I was like, what the hell is this? It is, like, a hat on a hat of, like, 
De Palma doing De Palma, old De Palma, yes. which is already De Palma doing Hitchcock. Like, it's so <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> it really is. And this goes so <laughs> wild in it, too. And uh, Manny is in it from uh, Scarface. That's nice. why I want to bring it up. Because um, a lot of, uh, you know, Brian De Palma uses a lot of the same actors. Also, I just watched um, Body Double. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hector in Scarface is in Body Double. He's like a porn director in that. Yes. And and in in Scar in Scarface, obviously he has like the first really graphic chainsaw scene d- drug deal where he's the Colombian, <laughs> you know, coming in and you know, oh god, so friggin' so- scary. Yeah. yeah. I will say though, like that scene in part, and I, I Oliver Stone has talked about this, like how the chainsaw scene was like a huge like MPAA yeah. was all over it yep. and like that was like cited as like the violence in society and like you look at it now and it's they don't even like show anything (laughs) and like it it cuts to tony's it's like shows tony's face and there's some blood that splatters on him and that's it and And it's like again one of those things where our our mind or just the uh outrage is like more than what's actually in the movie in the <laughs> it's movie crazy too because i feel like to your point about hitchcock that's part of why i love what De palma does when he does bring something to a story he hasn't necessarily written he uses people's bodies to cut something off so you don't realize that you haven't seen something because you saw something you just didn't see what you thought you saw and i kind of yeah. love that that's always what he is trying to remind you of And I think why I love him so much is because I love that he can make his very weird movies and then make a beautiful movie that wasn't his own. He can also like a one for them, one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow (laughs) is able to serve a story and like bring his art to lift a story. And I feel like a lot of auteurs either struggle with that or just like straight up don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's his, his career is so interesting. Um, but so I was much. also think I was also thinking about just like the influence and the legacy of this movie. Like it's wild. You know, rappers just like take like hip hop in general, just taking this story and just like running with it. Like there's like so many influ- lyrics, influences, lyrics, names. You know, like just I everything. feel like cribs back in the day. Every single rapper's house you went to was like got the Scarface yes. uh, limited yep. edition DVD right here. <laughs> I forgot like whose house it was. It might have even been like a spoof. I'm like I might be mixing it up, but it was like somebody's bathroom and they had like the TV on the wall or something and he was like got Scarface 24/7. Yes. Just, like, <laughs> I feel like that was real, a thing. Though. That was a thing and like you know um Grand Theft Auto which was like coming out when I was a kid was like directly influenced by Scarface. Yes. Like know just going up to the street and killing somebody like he does with hector not scared scared. Uh, and uh it's it's like we've come full circle now because netflix just put out like three of the original grand theft autos and you can play on your phone wow uh, that's wild from netflix and i'm just like i never thought like in my wildest dreams Mm -mm. that i would be able to play the shit on my phone (laughs) but here we are (laughs) <laughs> oh god it's so good uh, um it's true so many lines everybody knows the lines everybody knows the story of it you know they all know about tony montana and it's just such an amazing it's amazing that it can be that prevalent and that pacino has two of those that he is you know he's got the godfather on his back and then he's like i'm gonna tell a similar story but not 
and I'm also going to be equally as iconic, which kind of two blows of my the, mind. Two of the best gangster movies ever made. Al yes. In the center of it and like playing opposite because like in uh, Godfather, it's like we don't uh, we don't do deal with drugs or whatever. Like right. that's against the code. And in Scarface, it's like completely the opposite. Yes. It's like, you know, asking Michelle Pfeiffer, like, can I get some? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when they're in the car. What uh, a good scene. Yes. God. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just I can talk about every scene in this movie. Like, even the like you put on here, too. I don't want to, like, keep stealing your <laughs> stuff that you wrote. But like, it's it's true. Like you you said that um, you didn't want it to end. Like it just every scene feels like necessary. And yes. I completely agree. Yep. Because like even like unnecessary scenes that you don't need where it's just like him and Manny hanging out by the beach like trying to pick up girls yes. i fucking love that scene yes it's so funny. exactly you know? like <laughs> yeah you do need it you need to be reminded yeah. that these are also just like young men Bros. these are just yeah. young men in a city excited don't know anything exactly don't know anything. they're yes. just so dumb like when uh <laughs> tony asked the girl if he wants he wants to get ice cream with him with girls like ice cream they like ice cream <laughs> and then oh, maddie's man. like thinks he's hot shit but every time we see him like he's always fumbling girls too like yes it's just like he's they are he is not... next level fondling women across yes. this movie <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy uh very 80s <laughs> very 80s yes super in line i mean that that is one of the pieces of this that's you know always frustrating is that it's not it's not untrue to life but women in these stories are it's hard to portray them any other way than the way they kind of fit into these dynamics and like with Gina his sister just like not having not being allowed to have any autonomy because Tony's decided she is this the only thing pure about him i think and that's like frustrating because then of course Gina's just trying to have a little fun she wants to do some coke in the bathroom too right everybody else is and it is a bummer that she she sort of reminds us, oh, yeah, the women that these men love, they don't really get the kind of protection that maybe you would think or certainly that the men believe they want to offer. Right. It's he's like, I'm protecting you when I totally yeah. give you one across the face to like remind you what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's interesting. Like her character, too. I, I agree with you. But like. Um, I do think because this is Tony's story, like it in his point of view, it kind of makes sense that you know all the women would be in this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he and, doesn't know how to like see other people as not like his possessions in one way or another. Like even Manny, that's why he could just so yeah. easily drop him. You know, everybody kind of that. belongs to him. Mm. Yeah, it's all about control. You know, like all he has to control every single thing, and mm. like. Another scene I really like, though, if we're talking about like the women in this movie, I, I do like the scene where he comes to his mom, uh, his mom's house for the first time because, Surprise. like, yeah, he like drops in, like thinking he's hot shit, like basically what he does the entire movie. Mm -hmm. And then, like, outside of Elvira saying, like, we're losers at the end, like, that was at the beginning. And his mom doesn't say that, but it's basic. She calls him a bum. Yeah. Like, she basically says it in a different way. And like refuses his money and is basically mm -hmm. like, you know, who did you murder? Who did you kill to get that? You know, and it's just is she's right, you know, yeah. and then like, you know, she says like, you're an embarrassment to like, this is why people feel the way they do about Cubans or whatever. And I think that's an, a key line because like there was a lot of like protests or uh, around yes. this movie because of the portrayal of Cuban immigrants and like 
it's again it's not great but like um but there's you know, something when you, I, authentic about it when i look at that scene though that's what i'm I'm like okay so it, it's not saying like this is all cubans are like this it's exactly. saying like this is one twisted guy who is like because of his life in cuba and because of like what he thinks is success this is the way he is yeah so and but him and it, like his sister and his mom are just like working class like women that are just trying to make it by and you know so i do think like that's another criticism that yeah, I mean, if you're watching the movie it's it's pretty clear they don't think that like all humans are like this no for sure for sure and they try to help you understand the really strange place that immigrant folks are in when they want to have that human right and they want to feel like they're allowed to have the right to prosper in the united states while at the same time really being looked down on because i kind of love the scene when he's trying to hit on michelle pfeiffer and she's like i'm Mm -hmm. certainly not gonna you know be with you and he's like whoa that's not me and her response is i didn't know you were so sensitive about your diplomatic <laughs> Which is like that's an important piece. That here whole too. scene is so good because it's like she wants to dance. The Frank way doesn't... he's dancing. Yeah. With her too. <laughs> I was just gonna say he has the cigar in his mouth and he's just like awkwardly. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god! But, but it's exactly it. He yeah, he she has says a way. He came over on a banana boat and he said, "Hey, hey, hey." Yes, I and... you must have me confused with somebody. I didn't come over on a no fucking banana. Boat. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So he's dealing with all kinds of prejudice and just trying to yeah. to to make himself into something better than all of the misconceptions, the ones she has, the one his mother has, all of it. And the truth is, is his solutions just fulfill the prejudices that other people have because he doesn't really, you know, know anything else. And we only know a little bit about his past. We don't know how communism, like, may or may not have truly created. Uh, had you know truly that it created him up because like the way anytime it's brought up it yeah. like turns he... red again like you know like at the beginning when he's being interrogated I, which i again another your introduction to tony is like iconic the palma you baby know? he's so <laughs> easy know, he's like, so good <laughs> how'd you get a scar like that eating pussy <laughs> Yes, and his ability to just talk back to authority the second he arrived is amazing. It's so good. And that's why, you know, to give, like, for people that are confused about, like, why is rappers and things, like, and I'll say, like, the black community, like, um, communities like that. Rest communities. And it's, like, it's not really a stretch to see why, you know, it's, like, this this, uh, immigrant, this minority Mm -hmm. coming to this country. And basically, like, you know, you're not going to talk to me the way that you think you can talk to me. I, like, I will talk to you that way That's and right. see how you like it, you know? And so, That's like, right. I think that attitude and that swagger and, um, you know, just like what you're saying, though, it's like, you know, with rappers and it's like, you you know, uh that's a criticism they face, too. It's like you're um, glamorizing this lifestyle and blah, blah, blah. And it's like true but like you know they don't represent their entire community you know like they're just trying to make it like everybody else you know like so that's right they're telling a story right i think we have to remember that even musicians are telling a story whether they're telling a story about their present life or their past or the future life they want to have it's all a version of storytelling and i kind of love that about tony because he has lots of stories to spin even the moment he comes 
And another fantastic line is when he's like, I always tell the truth, even when I'm lying. When I lie. <laughs> he's just... Dude, every line in this, like, I, I was thinking of the beginning again, too, where him and Manny are on the bus. And he's like, what did you say? He's like, I told him what you told me. I'm in sanitation. <laughs> he's like, sanitation. It's, sanitarium that's what i said you were so, it's so hard not to want to do every his, line yeah <laughs> like line not to want to do the voice too just because it's too it just is so you can like it it feels so alive there's something yeah. insanely alive about it and yeah he has the awareness that people want to hear the something lines don't hit him. the same if you don't do the voice too that's you know? very like, true you have <laughs> I to kill do a commonus for fun you know like, <laughs> yes well for a green card <laughs> I'm going to carve him up real nice. Real nice. <laughs> so good. Just, yeah, just something so unique about how he is trying to to display that this guy, like everything this guy doesn't want to be is why he is the way he is. And I feel like mm -hmm. he's pretty clear, at, like in his performance of defining that. That's kind of what I love about De Palma too, is his filmmaking doesn't really take a stance. Right. Like it, even though it's from yeah. Tony's POV, it's not like it takes this stance like I'm only in Tony's mind. It's sort of like Tony's mind imagines the whole world is focused on him in more ways than one. And I love I think the filmmaking tries to show you that, like, Tony thinks this whole world belongs to him always a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, it is his downfall. Like just well, I mean, like, yeah, several iconic more shots that we could talk about. I mean, like, um, you know, the blimp. You know, the world is yours. Tony outside smoking a cigarette after he just got shot. <laughs> right? And then no mention of it, like, later. Like, I mean, he says, he says, like, you know, like, the world and everything in it, you know, like, that kind of thing. But then, like, we see later the sculpture, the world is yours sculpture. And it's like, oh, he's he's taking that, which is just like an ad, like, mm -hmm. for this, on this blimp. And he's taken that and, like, oh, he's made that, like, his entire, his like, mantra. life. <laughs> yeah, his mantra. Yep. Um, yep. I do like too that like the more times you watch this, um, you know, you pick on pick up on some of the nuances mm -hmm. of like, you know, a lot of the characters. I'm I'm always like they're not. It's not like uh you completely hate them like one way or the other. Like I do feel like every single character has like a a nugget of truth in it that like you know you're obviously Tony's the main character that's the one like you relate to the most and mm -hmm. has like the most empathy you know he doesn't kill the kids and you know he wants to start a family and get married and have like a traditional experience family with her and stuff like that but like you know um Sosa tells him like uh you know don't fuck me like I'll tell you this one time don't yes. fuck me he did, did warn him not to do that <laughs> I mean he did not understand how serious he was fucking them with the yeah. UN stuff uh, I feel like that's also part of him getting too old, right? Like at, in the end there, it's almost like he did get, he too is now soft. Not because yeah. it's like right to just take out a family, but because he thinks he can just get away with anything now. Well, even like Frank, like I love how Robert Loja like plays Frank as just like this, like really like uh, flamboyant and like, you know, friendly gangster like guy yeah. that's like just happens to be this drug kingpin. Like yeah, he's had a good time with his money, you know, yes. and his drugs. <laughs> uh, but even like him, like you know, when uh, they take out Omar, and like Tony starts to like, you know, um, yep, yep, move up be on more him forward mm -hmm. in the business, you know, and and thinking like, oh, the Sosa guy, like yeah, this is my ticket out. 
Frank's like, you just took it on his word that Omar was a rat. Like we never know for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you assume you just you go with it because again, Tony's the main character. But like you watch it again, you're like, oh yeah. Like we never there was no confirmation that Omar was a rat. It yeah. was just like Sosa just took him out because who knows why? Like he didn't like him. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he thought he could get farther with Tony. Like it's just. Well, that's an interesting thing about that's the interesting thing about Sosa is that, like, I think Tony never really knows what he's in for, who he's dealing with, because he doesn't really see the other people as anything. He's like, I'm the best here, so I'm not paying attention. And what's wild about Sosa. I never like him. I never like that guy. (laughs) Yeah, never trust him. Okay. Yeah. unflinching unflinching. just saw a guy get hanged by a helicopter and just yeah yeah he's like yeah that guy deserves it it. you know like for all i know he is the reason my homie is killed so i I, i'm down but i do feel like with sosa i think is when he realizes oh i used to think of frank as the big fish and now i'm like down here in another country and i see like a real big fish and I do feel like Tony underestimates how how powerful Sosa is because like that meeting they bring him to with all the like diplomats and shit. I feel oh, like I that's when he's that. like, whoa, I didn't even think yeah. appropriately globally here. Yeah, I love. Uh, and I think doesn't Frank tell them that, too, though? He's like, you know, the guys who make it are the ones that stay low. You know, not the ones who want that's the right. Chicas and the cars yep. and the clothes. Got to stay and- loyal. Yeah, and so, but Tony is only thinking about how to get more, you know, like be the best, cap- be the top. You know, that's capitalism. Uh, even Elvira says that capitalism, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, she really does so, find a way to be more than just you know a beautiful woman in amazing clothes. I her, love her. I love her. Her dialogue like- is so sharply pointed. It's almost like even though she doesn't speak that much, it's almost like Oliver Stone appropriately wrote that like she chooses not to speak right it feels like Mm. in her scenes not like she's being silenced because she's such an amazing actor so she works the frame even though she has no dialogue and i feel like that makes it feel like when she opens her mouth to speak it's pointed it was for a reason yeah and even when she's not though like her just like i think the um pacino does this like really well too that like even when they're not speaking their face yes and their eyes yes are like saying so much and she even has it like harder because she's wearing shades a lot of the time yeah so, really so it's in her eyes. whole uh so, but like you see it in like I'm, I'm thinking of um you know when tony like has that vulnerable moment with her you know telling her like he wants to marry her and everything like that yep. and she's kind of just like taking it in and then he's like i just want you to think about it and then walks away and then you just see it on her face like she is thinking about it you right. know it's like she is like she's like hmm like she is you know thinking about it and so uh and yeah just like all those all those times when uh you know she's just getting bored and you could just see that she's just like i'm just here because these guys are supplying my lifestyle like yeah i really don't need to be here but like and so but the way that she's just like you know frank if someone wanted to assassinate you you'd be really easy to find yeah <laughs> and, and then guess it's- what yeah. He does get killed. Well, but but what's crazy is the person yeah. who has an assassination attempt on them in that club is him. It's Tony. Right? So it's yeah. sort of like, in a way, he was trying to be Frank. And she pointed out that being Frank is kind of stupid. Because yeah. then, like she pointed out, it'd be easy to take him out. And I feel like in that moment, too, when she's thinking about her future, she is in a place where I don't think she knows what she wants, but she's only seeking excitement. 
right? Like her drug of choice is cocaine and she's always complaining about being bored. bored. So there's something about bored. how yeah. even if she hates Tony, maybe he would have a more exciting life for her. And if not, he'd have a lot of drugs so she could really do whatever she wanted. I think what like we can kind of let's let's uh, let's dig into this. What okay. do you think happens to her post? Scarface because we don't she leaves him yeah and, and that's it I we don't think get her again she goes back to Baltimore and no one knows what she did in Florida because she's probably from like a wealthy family something tells me <laughs> that she like is from wealth which is why she is willing to put up with the weirdest shit spoiled, to be wealthy yeah. yeah like she yeah she has a spoiled way about her and also just like will make a lot of allowances to enjoy wealth and so I imagine she goes home and apologizes to her dad for running off for a little while there and probably gets like a basic boring ass job. And no one knows that she had that like cocaine frill for a while down there. That's kind of that's kind of what I was leaning towards too. that. She's a white girl if, after if, all, if you know, not, if, if not moving back right away, like if she stays in Miami, it's like not going to be long before like she completely burns out and runs out of money. Yes. And that and then. And she's not gonna we'll be like a to, sex worker or something. Well, she's out of here. No. Yeah. Yeah. Then she'll go back home and be like, "All right, I gotta get my shit together and like have a family or something." And like, totally. Yeah. yeah. Marry some oh. like really vanilla ass dude and just yeah. like stay safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, think I always that, wish I think that's that we did know too. kind of what happened to her. That there was like one of those moments where there was like you know how you see the paper come down and it shows how Tony got out of jail like for the some of the charges towards the end. I was hoping for yeah. something like that. You know, she's like sitting somewhere. You know somewhere. what's sad though? Well, I think, I used to think that was a flaw of the movie that she's not in it. But like, again, rewatching it this time, it just made me feel that much like yeah, I empathy miss her too. For, for, for Tony. Because like every single scene he's in after that, he's like, did Elvira call? Did Elvira call? Yeah. <laughs> he's always asking about her. I'm like, oh God, this guy like, he does really love her, even though he's just a piece of shit. Like he does. Yeah, he's he, barely capable of love at all. He doesn't know how to show it, but he loves. Maybe he loves the idea of her. Like, yeah, and that's that's the thing I think in Wolf of Wall Street too. That um, he loves possessing her for reals. I was thinking about that too, and uh, whenever I watch Wolf of Wall Street, because like there's basically you see that like he could have had a good life with his wife, his first wife in mm -hmm. that movie. Like she's pretty. Yep. You know, they have decent jobs. Yep. They could have had a decent life, but he has to have Margot Robbie and he has to have the prettiest. He's someone else's girlfriend yeah. when he meets her too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has to have someone else's like, yeah. Pinnacle, right. It's all the just like taking is... someone else's shit. And, you know, Tony does make some good points. I will say like in that uh, restaurant scene, you know, like about, you know, I'm the bad guy. You need people like me. Mm -hmm. you know so you can point your fingers <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah he'll never be able to overcome you know the the prejudices that he believes people hold about it because he feeds them unfortunately you know inadvertently getting real drunk at the restaurant does not does not sow the goodwill That's that tony would like not, yeah yeah <laughs> unfortunately not upper class how they i love how too like this time i noticed um I forget what's the Ernie is that his name the guy the the, uh, the bodyguard guy like the right yeah. hand man dude I he think like, so he like he like slips uh one of the guys at the restaurant like a hundred on the way out like 
sorry, bro. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when they're first starting to fight, he's kind of standing around. Like, he's sort of looking around like, it's cool. It's cool, everybody. He, like, already gets yeah. started to be, just to be <laughs> cool cool with Tony doing whatever he's doing. And there's something always interesting to me about those guys. Like, the guys who are the right-hand men, the, the right-hand men to yeah. these guys. Because that was Frank's right-hand guy. And when the, you know, when he killed Frank, he was sort of like, hey, you want a job? You need a job? <laughs> yeah. I do love that scene, though, because you see him, like, physically, like, sweating. Like, yes. am I going to... I mean, he just killed a cop. Mel, the cop. Yeah, he don't give a shit. <laughs> and Frank. Yep. Uh, which, I again, I love that scene, too. You know, Manny, shoot this pizza, chit. The way he says it. Shoot <laughs> yeah. this pizza, <laughs> Exactly. He's Haza, man. He's Haza. You know, he's I'm not going to kill you. Frank's like, oh, thank He's literally on the floor begging, like, at his knees. Which you is know, like, wild to go yeah. from uh, being the person who his welcomed boss. him in, yes, yeah. to begging him for his life is a crazy transition. And, yeah, the I guess that... The way that Tony sets it up, though, too, where he's like, call at 3 a.m. sharp. Like, that was such a smooth, like... Way know, to like, corner him, to determine, yeah. you know, what he had done. Uh, and whether or not he's going to tell the truth. You can answer that? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah, nah, it's probably Tony just a... Is, he, we, I will say this. Like, I, I, this is not how you should act, but Tony was, for a while there, pretty good criminal. Gotta say. You gotta give it up to him. He, he was really was pretty, smart. He was pretty great. Like, even the, you know, like, the first drug deal, even though his homeboy got killed, you know, he, you see these, like, little things, you know, can you leave the door open, you know, yep. so yeah, my smart. guys can see, and, yep. like, uh when uh you know hector's kind of like fucking with him like you know it's not here it's close by you know so then, yep. <laughs> and then tony's like i don't have it either you know it's, yeah it's he, <laughs> should, I, should i leave and come back we do this whole thing over again? yep yep what's going Tony on is, god he is hilarious i fucking love how he plays him he's just like so even like the weird again you see this movie a thousand times like he's obsessed with animals like <laughs> Yeah, for no reason. A tiger. Like, yep. He wants a tiger. He's watching on like National Geo on uh in the in the tub, you know, pelican fly pelican. <laughs> it's true. He is an animal, right? Like he I think aligns with animals. He wants to be free like Probably those relate. birds. Yeah. But he Probably is relate. dangerous like the tiger at the same time. And yeah, there he his his ability to go from being so unafraid cuz like even in that scene when his friend is being uh, murdered right in front of him, he's still not like he still yeah, won't let fear care. make him do anything in this scene. And by the end, because he's so hot, up, up, yeah, yeah, let's see if you could fit it, you know, like and then to have cocaine by the end of this movie make him so afraid of l almost everything that he, yeah. you know, has to he puts everybody out of his life at that point. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely scared at the end. Like, yeah, they're does, like, you're spending 12% of our income on security. You're watching yeah. these tapes. Like, the paranoia isolates him. And he was in a space yeah. where he, he wanted the door left open because he was appropriately afraid. He was appropriately aware of danger. I felt bad for Manny because it seemed like he was like, you know, that's the ideal way of enjoying your gangster lifestyle. Like he's, he did he's it right. In, he's in bed with the naked lady, like, yeah. at all times. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's like, where at once he was uh, a struggling up and comer. You groper. Know, yeah, just a struggling groper. He now groper. has these ladies. <laughs> they now go for it. <laughs> now and totally he can consent. afford that lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
he is now able to purchase their consent, which is really fun. But it's exactly right. Is like Manny is able somehow to to stay friends with him, too, because I do feel like I'm always I always forget that he's not mad at Manny at the top, that he's not like, hey, you were like no, with all these no. girls and you missed it. And so and so is dead. Like he he there's something about how like Manny is able to not be perfect across the movie. But of course, when it comes to his sister, like it's it's a Honestly, kind of Tony's fault for making Manny head of security because. Even if Manny was my bestie, I'm like, bro, you're you're gonna be flirting. Too... <laughs> you're gonna be flirting, and we're I mean, gonna even miss the, it. even the first time when Tony was in the bathtub, what was he doing? He, he was flirting, up with... <laughs> straight groping at the same that's time. That's not that's not head of security material. I'm no. sorry, er, Ernie probably would have been better for that job. Seriously, than, than yes. <laughs> yeah, and then when he like comes in, shoot, he's like all over the place. He still gets shot. Like Manny is uh, he he did him a solid by bringing Manny along. But they do have such good chemistry, and everybody in this movie is just like so good. Everyone is good at being appropriately amplified, but also grounded. Um, Got to give it up to the master, right? Working with all those actors and trying creating something so beautiful too like the sets every time i return i'm like oh, God, this is such amazing. a great miami movie like and Ugh. you know especially like on high definition now um epic you know you get you get all those like beautiful neon colors and tropical settings like mm. that's why i think like this is one of my favorite De Palmas, honestly because it's just like it feels like he has such a larger budget and scale to work with yeah he you truly know, like, does along with like the actors like you said um and like as much as i want to blame the like weird like sister stuff at the end like on de palma you know uh he didn't write the script no and i don't know whenever i think of this movie i think of like kind of greek tragedies like or you know like or like yeah you know kind of like an ophelia or something yes like so in, in in my head it just like kind of makes sense in a way that like you know, that was his downfall was him trying to control his sister to that extent Bully. that like she broke, he broke her, mm-hmm. um, and you know, in that him. way. Yeah. Yeah. And that broke him. And yeah. Oof. It's interesting. It's, it's, I, it is wild stuff. It is. I mean, yeah, though, you know, when she's coming at him with the gun, you know, like so good. You know, looking <laughs> so, so hot in that nightgown. And it's yeah, like, like, what's I, up? You know, as a teen, I'm like, I have mixed feelings about this part. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I should feel. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of appreciate when when dynamics like that are explored because there is something yeah. about the possessiveness where you need to almost throw you need you. She almost has to the throw this in his face too. for him to understand how possessive he actually is. You know, like for her to be like, don't you understand that if I can't ever have sex with anyone, it means you want to have sex with me. Like, don't you get yeah. that? And him, I think, loves, coming to turns. Yeah. De Palma loves like pointing the finger back at you, like and being like, I'm not the pervert. You're the pervert <laughs> for watching this. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I don't want to like give away body double, but like that's like a huge like yes. thing where it's like, um, you know, as you're looking at this naked lady or whatever like there's it's like you're not looking at like something else happening that you, you know should I mean? so be it's looking like at you're you're drawn to the sexuality and not the story like so it's he loves doing that he yes. just loves doing that being like you're the pervert not me i'm just i'm just filming it and you're the one 
buying it on blu-ray and it's like fuck i am yes yes it is me it is me. (laughs) i am a sicko i am a sicko (laughs) or or i'm just like human right because like in the end of the movie that scene is taking place because of the psychological trauma of everything he isn't Mm -hmm. truly attracted to her and she is not truly attracted to him it's just helping you understand that like the the weird obsessive possessiveness is I think Manny, Manny nailed it. sexuality. Manny, Manny nailed it when he was talking to her. You know, like you're the only thing he thinks of as pure. You're yeah. his little sister. Yep. You know, and and so I'm with you. I don't think it's you know he is not like because like you know when she's doing that he's not like oh yeah come here he's like what are you doing <laughs> like, like cut it out <laughs> hey, yeah you're my little sister bro exactly um, I also forgot again watching this a million times. That like in the club scene and at the end, she is wearing the necklace that Tony gave her, the heart shaped always um, pendant. Yep. Um, always. So, so good. Exactly. She loves him so much too. That's part of what's so sad yeah. about their relationship is they love each other so much. Yeah, in, that that first reunion is way. really sweet. Yeah. I really do like that. You know, even though his mom is like just you know couldn't be more um, yeah pissed. You know, standoffish and like pissed at him like. The, the way that his sister like embraces him and like is just yeah. like all like Mom's hugging him, being, him. Uh, just it's true uh, yeah there's a lot yeah. in this movie it, it's such a good one layers to layers yes layers upon layers it's such a good way to round out this year of so many amazing movies like this year had so many anniversaries of awesome movies we couldn't even keep up with them. them there was no way to cover all of the amazing movies that came out like that had anniversaries on this year so I'm excited to see what's going on in 24 and what other movies we can be reminded of. And I got to see Body Double. I just, I'm like so hungry for more De Palma. I just, I gotta I'll send you the link. Them. I just, I just, after I watched it, I, I ordered it off Amazon, the Blu-ray. I'll send you the link. If, Please. It's, it is good. You should see it. Please. I um, gotta see it. <laughs> um, Because again, that's another one that's like so melodramatic De Palma to its own devices. But like, also, I like that, you know, like, I'm also, in the mood. It's, yeah, that's still pretty good. Just um, great filmmaking. So nice. And we have modern filmmakers that can do this stuff, too. It's just really great to return and remember that, like, this is a kind of art form that every generation finds a way to capture in a really cinematic way. And I just love that, like, the gangster film is always looking to be reimagined, is always such a ripe place to go and tell an amazing story. And I just, I can't believe Scarface is so good and they better never fucking try to remake it. I think it'll hold up forever, there were, frankly. There were, uh, there were talks about it for a long time, but um, the last update I got from it was that uh, Luca Guadagnino was supposed to direct it, um, which I kind of was like, okay. No. I can... I'm a, it's a hard no for me. <laughs> hey, he directed the Suspiria remake and I love the Suspiria yeah, remake. Yeah, the Suspiria but... remake is good, uh, but but so and it's different so i'm like if he did scarface i feel like at least he would try and go a different like all right i feel like the reason i don't want i'll go yeah the reason i don't want to remake is because hollywood doing remakes right now is so lame and exactly and like they just do the exact same shit with different people and i'm like that if that's the case you're not going to be able to do the poem we need as much of a shift as we had from the original if we're ever going to tell this kind of story again and i want to say leo dicaprio was attached at one point too to be in the scarface remake but that i think that's not uh, get out of here more either yeah (laughs) get out of here no 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 um uh, all right well uh, anything else before we get out of here um 
favorite stunt kill? Do we end it with that? Our 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 signature. I think my favorite stunt kill is is uh, F. Marie Abraham. Like for yeah, reals, hanging a stunt guy so is wild. Uh, yeah, a brutal yeah. kill, but just an amazing. And through stunt. the binoculars too, like it's like. Again, that's the Palma esque, you know, like looking yeah, through something to mm-hmm. see something violent. <laughs> see yeah. murder. Yeah, like sort of being made to zero in on that, forced to zero in on that, not just yeah. the viewers, but also the character too. And I love how he just tosses the uh binoculars right back. He's like He also oh. looks like horrific. Like it's like they didn't just hang him, they like they beat jumped him. Like, yeah, they yeah. beat his ass. Back. They sure did. They sure did. <laughs> <laughs> he was hurting all the way to his death. He yes. Was, yeah. And then when he his like shoe just flies off, it's so good. It's so real. It's so real. Such a good one. Uh, what about uh, you? What, which one really sticks with you? Um, stunt. I fucking every time it makes me laugh when Tony throws the guy off the balcony and and shoots him in the pool. <laughs> yes. Because it's it's clearly a dummy. Like it's not moving. It's just like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though. <laughs> The performance, it's he brings so... the dummy to life. <laughs> yeah, but then, you just, yeah, it's just the way Pacino sells that anger, like, ah, like, just, he unloads a whole clip in this guy's back. Uh, oh, good. It's hilarious. He... And then, um, kill, I think Tony uh, taking out Frank, probably, and, and, and Mel in the same scene. I yeah. mean, it's just epic. Um, you know, I guess, I guess Manny took out Frank, uh, but then. But still, it's such a good <laughs> take... order for the kill. And yeah. yeah, obviously, like the final climax when he's like, "I'll take all your bullets." And then I he's know, like, yeah, oh. we, we got to mention that too. You know, it's just so you know, good. I mean, the, me, the like with the best, say hello to my little friend. All the good uh, ones. I take all your bullets. It's like all those lines. It's, oh, and the God. like shot of when he finally like the fatal blow from the shotgun is sort of like a weird flash, like freeze frame for a minute. I, I actually love it. It's sort of like that's the moment that he realized it was over, right? Like he's taken and all it's the like bullets right in and thinking. Thinking the world is your statue. It's like so perfect. It's, it's like perfect. All through his death. Yes, um, oh boy. I did want to mention the video game too that came out. I just love that. Like, there's yeah, there was <laughs> I, a video that came out in the 2000s of it. Amazing. And it literally just takes place. Like, what if he survived? <laughs> they like that's just threw amazing. All- I just threw all, and I kind of love it for that. It's just like, it's so you know good. what? It's a video game. You know, what if he survived? He, he just did so much coke, you know? That's true. Well, he did do not? a whole lot of coke before. <laughs> That's amazing. I'd have to try to find that and play that one day. <laughs> uh, I think it's only on like PS2 still. I don't think they ever got an update, but Let's I do. Get... I, I did like playing it. I did like that game back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we can get our hands on an old PlayStation, I'm going to try to play that shit. God, this movie's so good, so prevalent, so grateful yeah. we did it. Um, awesome. All right, I think that wraps it up for us. Let's remind the people where they can find us. Get your fix and follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Following me personally at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. On Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and my website at MisfitMinded.com. Take us for a ride and subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And please leave a review. Five stars would just make our, it'd be a Christmas wish come true. So throw us one of those. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at It's Me, Shani B. Um, Thanks again for listening. Happy New Year. See you in 2024. Stay (laughs) buff.